Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends. Bienvenue, JCB Live. Happy hour with a very talented innovator, a real entrepreneur, dear friends. You're going to go into the world of technology tonight. A man that for many of you does not need to be introduced because you've met him, not only at the wineries, but in magazines and newspapers. He's a huge success in the world of business. His marvelous name is Amir Koshniyati. He's originally way back from the origin of Ola civilization, my favorite country, Persia. Was born in the United States and really became an incredible innovator. And I need to tell you in life, you meet friends without knowing you may meet and become friends. It was instantaneous. Thanks to our friend, Nick, I cannot tell you how cool we had of an afternoon at Raymond Vineyards on a Sunday. And suddenly, Amir says, Jean-Charles, I want to know more about your wine. How can I do this? And I couldn't find my tech sheets. I knew the wine, but he wanted to take it with you. And he said, Jean-Charles, maybe there's a technology you should know about that would be wonderful on the back of your label, on the back of your bottle. So instantaneous friendship. The next day, thanks to him, I was with 20 people on a conference call with his whole team. And he said, you'll be the first one in America and the world of wine to have the coolest technology ever. So we're going to let Amir tell us all about it because this is what spontaneity brings. Friendship, when you open to life, new innovation, when you open as a mind, new phenomenal breakthrough technologies that the wine world has never seen. So dear friends, help me to welcome Amir. Amir, are we ready? Look at this baby. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, John Charles? Cheers, cheers. Well, it's great to see you. Look at this beautiful background. Amir, where are you now? I'm in uh, Laguna Beach, and it's great to be here. I wish I was here in, uh, in person with you, John Charles, but uh, at least we're on the same time zone right now. Well, absolutely, and I love this background of yours. Is it a, a, a painting with jewelry encrusted in them? Is it what it is? It is. It's almost like a 3D uh, finish over there. We have some little sculptures on top of it, just from the locals here. Wow. And you can see, dear friends, Amir is a man of style. There's a beautiful Lalik, or maybe even Baccarat vase behind him. I know he drinks a lot out of crystal because he's a man of style. And um, so, Amir, how did you get into loving wine? before we get into the tech world. That's a great segue, I think, in, a, in, a, in an area that I guess I'm not, I, I'm passionate about, but I'm still really learning about all, all around. But it's really between family and friends, very similar to how we met John Charles, is, is my, my friends really put it front and center and say, you know, these are the styles, these are the best. And, and JCB was one of the first that they threw in front of me. And they said, once you try this, nothing else will be really the same and uh that that was uh that was the background on how we got addicted and how we kept getting pulled over to raymond and had the privilege of meeting you and and the rest of the team well thank you for saying that so you were not raised in fact drinking wine because 
Dear friends, when you meet Amir in person, he has a great palate. So I can vouch for this. I've tasted with him a lot of wines. And he has a great, you know, flavor profile and understanding of aroma and all of that. So how did it, it started there, but your parents never drank wine? They, my, my dad did. Uh, my mom, not so much. So, so I guess I enjoy it with him more than anybody else. And uh, I, I would say the palate and the good taste really comes from his side more than anything. Very, very cool that you discovered it and you bring that to the world. I love it. So, Amir, uh, how did you fall in love with technology? Because <laughs> it's, it's a big deal for you. You've built an amazing business. Tell us about your passion for it and how it, it, it grew. Well, I think the, the beauty about technology, it's not one distinct technology, but it's technology as a whole has always been something that I've been passionate about because it's something that it's something you can scale. And it's something that I like to coin as limitless and endless. Uh, with that possibility, there's never a, a fork in the road that you say, okay, well, if I hit this, the product's going to be done. As long as you stay ahead of it and you find different ways to to build things that can be interconnected, build things that work with today's devices, and then look to continuously add to that, it really becomes endless and a limitless possibility. So for me, that's the most exciting part of it, is that as long as you continuously add to, to the problem at hand, you're gonna find a big solution at the, at the tail end of it. So that to me is the biggest thing, that there's, there's never an end all, and there's always a solution behind everything. And have you been always such a solution-oriented person? And has it always been that way as a personality? Because I've been with you now for a while. You're very consensus-driven. You found always a point where people agree. Maybe you should end up, uh, you know, in diplomacy. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> But yes, I, I have a very... Uh... Very interesting way of thinking, John Charles. I, I think everything that I, I get involved in, I try to figure out unique ways to make it better. And I think it's a it's a good problem to have, but it also could be a little bit overbearing at times because every time I look at something, either it's got to be completely siloed a different direction, or if you, even if it's branded as something that's really successful, I feel like it, it could always be much more, much better. Even the solutions we're working on that have wowed many, I, I feel like there's so much more we could add to it. And, and I think that's the beauty of being on the innovation side that um, more is never enough. You're continuously pushing the barriers and, and that really what is what makes this whole era of IoT something very interesting for the masses. Well, tell us about this era because you, know, you, you, you created multi-billion dollar businesses you know, which is very impressive at a young age that you have. Uh, tell us about that technology specifically, which we think is, is insanely amazing, obviously. Well, th this technology has, has taken a rise. The, the foundational block for it was what we see as mobile payment, Apple Pay, Google Pay. And uh, last year was a very interesting year. So prior to last year, this technology was rolled out. We had many point of sale solutions in, in, in restaurants. We had them predominantly in grocery stores where you could tap, pay, and 
you'd be basically on your way. That's the little jingle behind it. Yeah. But what, what last year created with COVID was an awareness around going contactless and ha hands-free on items. So not only were you at the mercy of just tapping to pay, but many times when you walked into a store or a restaurant, even with menus, now the norm really is around, you have this technology, you've had it for a while, you may not have known about it with QR and more specifically with something that doesn't require line of sight. And you can actually interact with something in the same wavelength that you do with a NFC tag and an HF uh, wavelength. And then you can actually engage and summon information. So you're not just passing payment information, but you're actually creating a world that every physical asset has a digital identity. And that is extremely powerful because now brands and consumers can come together like never before. And the consumer has the power of the technology in their hands with a mobile device. So they, they're 50% of the way there. And then now all the products that typically just sit there until you pick it up and you read the information or go online and learn about it are one tap away from, from an endless possibility of learning and experience. And then also much more rewards and programs behind that. That's amazing. So what does it mean to the sociological evolution of our world? Well, right now we're, we're in a world, John Charles, of Industry 4.0. So we've went through many industrial revolutions from mining and, and it's evolved now to a world of what we see as 4.0 as an internet of things. And what this means is essentially, uh, John Charles, I don't know how many phones you have. I have three today. So I have my work phone, I have my mobile phone, and I have kind of have a demo phone for a lot of things that I'm testing and doing work on. And then I have my two tablets, I have a laptop. So when you look at an average right now of millennials, baby boomers, and all them, they have an average of three and a half to four smart devices at a minimum. Mm -hmm. And when you look at these smart devices and the technology we're putting in the market, you're creating uh, basically another node in this ecosystem of the industry 4.0 of how all these items interact with each other and how you can digest information from them. So that, that's the world kind of we're living in. It's just a very, very agile changing, uh, changing world. That's absolutely incredible. And no touch technology, right? That's the big deal. So you just show up with a phone or credit card and bang, it does the job. That's amazing. Exactly, exactly. And that's the starting point, right? So you're able to interact yeah. as a consumer, get close to a brand. So, I mean, we look at, we look at our bottle here and, and we can get into many different things about it, but you have the bottle, which is a great one, has great branding behind it. But what we've been able to do here collaboratively is actually digitize this and bring it to life. So it's from a standpoint of a consumer who might know about it, you might be able to engage with it and get general information. But now you could take that consumer on a digital journey and as yeah. a result of their interaction, continuously add more to the storyline. So this is not an end all when you finish the bottle. It's just a beginning of possibility <sighs> down a digital journey. I love how you look at it. You're exactly right. It's the beginning of it. So, well, before we go to that wonderful wines, Amir, you're a great wine descriptor. You, you have the ocean. You're looking at the phenomenal Pacific Ocean outside of your great balcony. 
sparkling wine, Los Carneros. So number nine, you know, big meeting, very limited, you know, case production. So I'd love to have your opinion on this wine. Tell me what this wine makes you think and hopefully a new tech idea. Yes, yes. I continuously need to drink it so I can continuously stay innovative here. But it's, uh, today's a hot day in California, Jean-Charles. So I, I'll start with refreshing more than anything. Absolutely refreshing yeah. on a day like this. And I would say it has three distinct flavors. Two of them, I don't know if I can call out. One of them, it's almost like a, a fruity taste after it's, it's consumed. So I have, I have a, um, a really rewarding feeling from just, I think, the environment I'm sitting in, which is fairly hot on a hot summer day here in California. And then I also have a little bit of a refreshing taste from the, uh, from the fruit. Very well said. Ooh la la. <laughs> Can you believe, dear friends, a newcomer to the wine world already with great words like that. So that's very promising. <laughs> We're going to have to make wine together soon. Absolutely. I'm going to take you up on that. Hey, Amir, before we go to the next one and we demonstrate your new technology, give a sense, uh, dear friends, Amir built billions of dollars of business. So we're talking about big business here. And uh, Amir, give a sense to everyone, the different types of businesses you've created before this one, because you're a serial entrepreneur. Absolutely. So my, my background really was from the consulting world. It was very focused on enterprise-grade software, um, taking basically software that existed in the world, um, putting our own little twist on it with value-add solutions and implementing it. So, so I spent six and a half years in the Microsoft channel as a value-added reseller, taking a product that many others could take, and then we would develop custom solutions on top of them package them, and then uniquely take them to different enterprise-level customers. Um, a lot of them were finance-oriented. A lot of them were customer relationship-oriented. And it kind of spanned a horizontal uh, matrix there. What really dragged me over to the, to the RFID world was really the rise of a mobile-first, cloud-first world. So as everything started data-wise moving from on-premise hardware to cloud software, yeah. I knew we were we were at a shift at a paradigm. And if we didn't get on the IP side of things, things would change. So that was really my, my kicker to move from that world to the world of really digitization of products. And actually, when you look back at the journey, Jean-Charles from, from a couple different organizations to where we are today and uh, eventually getting acquired by Every Denison, and now we're behind the largest shell of a uh, material science company with, with all kinds of pressure sensitive labels. We now are at the forefront of digitizing behind every label. So every label that goes out in the market can have an RFID tag behind it and become mm -hmm. an intelligent product. But that information still, when you consume it, has to go to a central source for, for, the, for the data, whether it's a CRM or ERP. And that was really my starting point. So it, it's, it's funny how the world comes full circle, but where I started, now where we're taking the data and ultimately digesting it, it's kind of a beginning and an end. So it's funny how the last 10 plus years have kind of created that, uh, that matrix. Well, thank you for this enlightenment moment because this is exciting. And what really resonates to me as 
a creator of taste and flavor and senses is intelligent products, as you said. And I will never forget, dear friends, that Sunday afternoon with your irresistible, beautiful fiance, maybe not yet, but at least girlfriend, Nick and I, we were enjoying the beautiful views at Raymond. And you said, Jean-Charles, how can your product tell me more? And I love that moment because you said, do you have a phone? And I said, yes. And you pulled out of your wallet. Uh, I thought it was a gold coin, <laughs> almost. <laughs> and I loved it because it was this amazing tag. And I really want you to demonstrate it. Dear friends, what basically Amir did is he basically put his phone a technology you all know, but for wine, no, it's the first time ever. So you could say, okay, I've seen that before. It's boring. It's not at all boring because what you'll, we'll show you what we're doing with it is amazing. So Amir did this, boom, and suddenly, naturally, things showed up. And so here we go. Yeah. That's right. You know. And then you have the link of the website. So it's phenomenal. So Amir, I'm going to let you explain how it works. Absolutely. So this is a, this is Just a to NFC show you tag. friends, yeah. you see, you have this that is a, and then the link and then you go on it. So the, the way that we, we crafted it, uh, John Charles, first off, we saw an immediate opportunity, not only in our great dialogue, but that, the, as the largest manufacturer and, and designer, developer, distributor of, of these NFC tags to come together with the largest wine conglomerate. This is a best of both worlds coming together to really make a splash in this world, especially in this era of connected devices. So we, we took one of our high runner NFC tags, we were able to put it on one of the JCB bottles and actually convert it. And we're working on many different designs right now in the background, which are very exciting. And basically the way that it works, no matter if you have a older generation iPhone, a newer generation or an Android or anything in between, all these phones are equipped with readers in different areas. I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that many people don't know about the technology. COVID helped them be aware of it. And now they're like, well, where's the reader exactly? We know we have the technology, but how do we align it? And right now what we've done, we've actually rolled it out in a very small run and uh, we're looking to expand on it. And you take the, take the phone and you basically just engage it with the tag. When you do, it summons a experience. And when you tap that experience, it loads up a very nice intro video from John Charles himself, talking, about the, wine, <laughs> talking about the wine, and then takes you through a immersive journey of the product's digitization, the background, very nice graphics, goes into a little bit about Raymond and the winery. And the beauty of this is that from a platform perspective, this is not just hardware and it's one and done. From the platform, you're able to take the consumer, take, the, take them down this digital journey and start to learn more about their characteristics, what they're interested in, what part of this experience are they spending more time reading? Do they take this experience and share it with colleagues? Do they launch it multiple times a day? And all these nice little data points require 
somebody behind the scenes to start to do data mining and then start to take that consumer down another digital journey and hopefully have them interact, not only from a product replenishment standpoint, but also bringing them closer to other things that might fit their characteristics. So we're just, I guess, on the tip of the iceberg here with uh, capabilities and what we've been able to do. And we saw it not only as an honor, John Charles, to work together and kick this off, but to <laughs> start to really get creative on what else can we do for this, for this ecosystem of wine connoisseurs. Absolutely. And on that note, what else do you think? And I hope you you forward a little bit of passion because I know you have a lot of, of passion. <laughs> as a man, as an entrepreneur, and you love passion as a wine. So on that note, what else do you think can happen? Well, I think, mm. let me take a sip just so I can get creative here, John Charles. But I, I think this opportunity we have here we typically, for any implementation, whether it's on retail, whether it's in healthcare, yes. we like to start with baseline technologies, baseline tags, like what we started here, which was new to this, to this industry, but then start to push the barriers on what else we can do. So we have some new designs that essentially are the same form factor, but they have a component that's added, and it's for tamper detection, which is a very nice addition you can put in especially when you have something that you're consuming. So not only are you authenticating the product and you have the brand protection from a JCB standpoint, but now you're able to actually put a tag and that tag can also tell you, has this bottle been tampered in any kind of way? Has there been any kind of movement or anything that could start to create a little bit of a liability for me from, a, from an organizational standpoint? That's right. And then from a consumer standpoint, does it give me the assurance? Not only is it real, but it's been locked safe and I can consume it without, without having any issues down the line. So that's where I think our future is going to start to head along with having unique chipsets in there that create one-to-one -one experiences that if I take that link and I share it with someone, they don't see what I see as somebody, whether I'm a VIP member or somebody that's truly bought into the brand um, uniquely. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. It's going to change how we look at products, how we live experiences, even on, on our own. Absolutely. Do, do we actually going to need people to explain our products? I'm just wondering. I'm dreaming maybe of the first digital winery experience. Do you think that's possible? I think it is. I think it, we, we were doing it. We were actually the first to roll it out as a, in the Mall of America. Uh, two years ago, we had the first digital store. Uh, it, it was called the Coin the Store of the Future. And we did it in partnership with a couple of different uh, key players there, integration players. And we did it for a couple luxury brands, which included Kendra Scott at the time. And uh, I think that possibility is, is not far away from where we are today. Really, the, the, the kicker here, Jean-Charles, is how we angle it to the consumers so they know how to interact with the, with the tag and that they know it's there and they know right. the possibility and the value behind it. That's really the starting point. And then you're accelerating. That's right. So as an example here, we want to make sure we know or people know that they should put their phone here on the tag. But... Um, how much do you think we're going to be able to 
in a given winery, as an example, in the tasting room that you love, and I know many people know you here now and enjoy your personality, but would it be fun to create the first digital wine tasting ever? And there's maybe no one in the room, but the people who enjoy the wine? I think we should do it. Especially in a world where everything is accelerating with, with virtual and we're stuck behind these computer screens many times of the day. Absolutely. I think that, that might be really our next, next ticket behind this digital journey. I, I'm, we are ready. You know that. We have, yeah, many, <laughs> we have many phenomenal rooms where we could build this level of understanding. And I, I would love to experience it. You know, I was recently at the Van Gogh Um, exhibit in San Francisco on large screens and you experience the life of Van Gogh or Klimt or a variety of artists on four or five panels and there's no one except digitalization of the arts it's pretty breathtaking huh? absolutely we, we've done a couple showcases actually in New York so I, I think that that's something we can definitely start to roll forward and maybe the first non-fungible token for JCB wine maybe we digitize one of the wine bottles and have the first of its kind there. So another, another great, great task. So dear friends, for all of you watching, not only in the United States, but around the world, you're up for innovation in this conversation. And I love it. Every time I talk to Amir, we have another idea to take this idea to the next level. So Amir, another very important factor of this amazing technology. So is security tracing unique bottles of wine that we own, that we produce, which could be, I think the next one is like the Surlist, the perfect score wine, you know, 100 points, four to $500 a bottle. And there's only 3,600 bottles made that we make sure it's, it's safe, traceable, and we bring all the people who own it together. Is that going to be possible? Uh, absolutely. We, we can absolutely bridge the gap there. And, and John Charles, you touched on a really good point when it comes to data, privacy, and, and traceability overall. I think it's very important to note here that these tags are passive tags. So the difference between passive and active really means that passive doesn't have a battery and active is always functioning and sending signals because it's battery back. So the way that these tags work is we have something encoded that through your device, it's summoned. And then through the cloud itself, you're summoning what was encoded. So you're working through the network, your device, and the chipset that's, that's powered by the antenna around it. So there's no active traceability here. And just like any connoisseur or any, any loyalty that anybody has to any brand, once you buy into it, you want more. It's like the first time I was hooked into JCB. I wanted more. I wanted to be there. I wanted to get, get more of it. So as a connoisseur, As a result of it, I want to know more about the newest things that are being rolled out, the newest multimedia. And as a result, I'm, I'm opting into it. So it works in a very similar format that traditional TV ads work or print ads, or even in a sta standard capacity, even social media ads and emails. But this has a larger ROI overall as a result of consumer engaging and summoning that product and then getting that digital journey. Wow. Quite exciting. <laughs> I think the world will never be the same, right? I think so. I think, I think we're getting in a world, I think, not only from a standpoint of digitizing products, but where we started digitizing luxury brands, where many people are in question, is that real? 
where did that person get it? I want to resell it. I want to make sure I have product provenance. So you have that all here and it's only one, one tap away. I'm in love with it, as you know. So, um, Amir, you got to tell us about this wine and why yes, yes. you wanted this wine to be the wine that will carry your invention here. Mm. Well, the name, I think the name is a starting point. It's passion. And I think <laughs> more you. than anything, I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate, as you can tell, extremely around this technology and what we're doing in this IoT era. So I think best of both worlds, technology, us together, and the, the passion in line, I think is a great starting point and a great reference for always us to look back on. And I really enjoy how smooth it is, John Charles, more than anything. This is something that I think I could do without pairing, or if I'm pairing it with a meal or a very good charcuterie board, whatever it might be, it's agile enough to, to hit all the barriers. And again, another theme. So it's agile, just like our, our technology at the end of the day. Ah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Did you get a good kiss uh, the other day from your lovely girlfriend after a few glasses of passion? Did it Absolutely. help? Absolutely, it did. She didn't want to leave. I had to get back because it was a Sunday. We just came out, flew in for the, for the Sunday to, to just basically visit Raymond. And we didn't even catch dinner. We just flew back. And then uh, she was upset. She wanted to stay and, and have more. So well, next time, us wanting I, more. I know you're coming back very soon. So that's going to yes, be very yes, exciting. Yes. Now, Absolutely. Amir, besides technology, you do a ton of phenomenal philanthropical work. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Because that's very impressive, all what you do. Yes, absolutely. And um, our mutual friend that introduced us, Nick, uh, is, a, is a part of that, a big part of that. And um, really the background around it was, uh, I, I really saw that we were doing a lot of great things for ourselves. And between myself, Nick, and two other friends, we were, we were out at dinner and it was a I think a Friday night, about almost three years ago. And quite expensive dinner, Jean Charles, more expensive than what we probably wanted for that night on a casual <laughs> night. And the bill came in and you know, we took care of it and we were sitting back finishing our glass of wine. And we looked at each other and we said, look, we're doing all this for ourselves. What if we could take just a little bit of it and put it towards something that would help many other people not not really the mon monetary portions of it but really the fulfillment that you're really doing something to help someone so as a result of it we came up with an organization called gentlemen of orange county uh, yeah it's it's really focused in on the orange county region and uh between the four best friends we live in four different cities that are neighboring so we cover different territories and we focused on subject matters that were important to us so for example for me it was around giving back to kids with disabilities or that have issues with their past that it might be a, some issue at their home. Yep. There might be issues that they had coming into the country. Uh, for example, Nick, he's on the Newport Beach Foundation. So he has very good insights into um, a lot of the uh, educational systems, uh, a lot of the churches in the area, 
We have another colleague of ours, Josh. I think you met him as well. Yes. Uh, he's very focused on, he has a roofing company. So he has a very good tie to the Hispanic community in Costa Mesa, Santa Ana. So as a result of our backgrounds, which are very diverse, and basically counting our blessings of where we are individually in our lives and where we are collectively as a very good group of friends, we came together to make a difference for the youth of, of really South County. And so it's been wow. very rewarding. And, and our hope is to continuously add more and give back more uh, because it, it goes a long way at the end of the day. And that's called the Gentleman of Orange County. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very exciting. What about if a charming lady applies to be part of that? They're always welcome to, so there's no bias. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. But that's very exciting. And congratulations for giving back and, and being really, um, you know, into others and helping others. Now, Amir, what is your dream? I don't, I don't know where to start. I know you've There's accomplished many. so much that maybe at your no, young age, you've already achieved it. But I, I think more than anything is, is doing things that impact others in a positive way. So it's not just the tell-all, end-all type, type situation, but it's being able to do something that lives, it leaves an impact long-term for the world. So if we're looking at it from a nonprofit perspective, being able to throw an event and then parents and kids can come in and say, this was one of the best nights of our life. We don't have opportunities like this to bring a group together. And this, this really, really was special for us. That to me is a dream to some degree that we were able to accomplish. It's not an end all, but it's definitely something that we could pride ourselves on and build from. From a technology standpoint, it's much of the same. I think we're, we're becoming very innovative. We're coming out with unique things. They can always improve, but we're leaving a stamp on the world for the better authenticating things, ensuring consumers have awareness, bringing brands closer to the people that are passionate, no pun intended, with, uh, with, with, with the products <laughs> that they're engaging with. And, and so it, it doesn't have an end all, but as long as we can look back years on end and say, we were able to do this, and we were able to do this, and it's all continuously adding, that, that, that's the dream. It's really the journey more than anything, not the end all. Wow. So well said. <laughs> Thank you, Amir. This is very impressive. Well, what a fun time we've had together. I have one more big question. You know, as you are from success to another success always, I know you're very wise. You run a very large company. You have a big team with you. What would be, Amir, your message to all of us at large? Not message just coming out of COVID, but in general in life, because you've make it big very quickly, very early. It could be fortune. I think it's being, you know, curious and creative and you attracted this. So maybe the big message to the world. Oh, keep an open mind and don't take things so seriously. Just yeah. be a good person, be honest be forthright and uh, you know, trust your intuition more than anything. I think everything we've been able to do, John Charles was because we brought like-minded people together and we were able to trust in each other. And trust being a healthy person from a standpoint of being forthright and honest 
attracts like-minded people. I'm very similar to how you and I connected through Nick, my best friend, I consider him. And he spoke so highly about you for years on end. And then finally I had the pleasure to meet you. And I walked away, I said, he had a personality that is keeping me smiling and we don't want to leave. We're sad we're leaving Napa, but this guy was something special. So keeping all those components together, Thank you're you. able to always achieve success as a result of it. And John Charles, you're, you're, a, you're a striking example of that. Well, I think the biggest example is you. <laughs> Uh, I will you. take the compliments, but thank you so much. And Amir, I want to thank you again for everybody with us. To understand how to respond fast, to understand how to be so proactive, to understand how to embrace, to understand how to operationally execute and make it happen. Not only you make it happen in a huge way and hear the humble wine business ask you for a few tens and thousands of your incredible technology and you say, yes, of course. I know one of your biggest partners is the one with the Apple and, and many others. And you so kindly and generously allowed the wine world to be part of your world. So thank you for that from a business, from a human standpoint. I know we're going to see you soon, so I cannot wait uh, to be at the house and have a great time and dinners and discussions together. So congratulations to you. Yeah. Cheers to you as well, John Charles. Look forward to seeing you in person very soon. Absolutely. And I'm delighted that this bottle of passion is not going to be full tonight. I know you're going to finish it. Absolutely. Have a few more. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the plan. Cheers, my friend. Cheers.